Welcome to the Celebration Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to meaningfully transforming your thinking through exploration, knowledge, creativity, and connection. In each episode, our invited guests will share their authentic experiences and established expertise to inspire you to take positive action. Welcome to the Celebration Podcast. I'm Jamie Brett, the founder of Celebration. We believe every individual should be empowered by skills, knowledge, support and training to enable them to thrive both personally and professionally. That's the motivation behind this channel. The theme for this episode is Fearless Stories, in partnership with the Institute of Human Development and the Be Fearless movement. The Fearless Stories format is where our guests share an incredible story of triumph over adversity or challenging circumstances. Our guest today is Sophie Marsh from Sophie Stories. She is a play and creative arts therapist and storyteller. Sophie, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. So, yeah, like you said, I'm a play and creative arts therapist, which uh, for those who don't know what that is, I'm essentially a children's counsellor or therapist. So I use play and creativity to help children to overcome whatever problems they might be facing. Um, I'm also, like you said, a storyteller, an author, and one of my favourite tools to help children is using stories to help them explore issues through metaphor, to help them start processing things in a really safe and hopefully most of the time in a fun way as well. So that's a big part of what I love and what I do. And yeah, so I run Sophie's Stories, which I actually set up a couple of years ago now, just writing therapeutic stories sort of on demand, bespoke for other therapists to use their clients. And it all kind of um, exploded, if you like, over lockdown when I wrote the Stay Home Superheroes story. So things really ramped up from then for me. Fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Stay Home Superheroes and how that launched things? Yeah, of course. So back in March, we were obviously told um, that we would be going into lockdown, that schools would be closing, kids would be staying at home. And at the time, I had um, quite a a big caseload of children that I was seeing, very vulnerable young people who I was really concerned for. And it was a really confusing, stressful time for everybody. And I really wanted to try and find a way to help explain to the kids what was going on, what they could expect and find a way to kind of help find some positivity and and some strength for them through it all. So I decided to use my skills and to write a story for them. So I did that. I wrote my So Home Superhero story um, to send to these children and also decided then to share it on my my business page on on Sophie's Stories for anyone else who might want to use it to support the, the children they were working with or to support their own children. And that just seemed to really capture everyone's hearts and minds and it was shared thousands and thousands of times circulated around schools across the country across other countries it was translated into I think nearly 15 different languages um that's incredible yeah it was it was unexpected and wonderful it was um really actually helped me through those first couple of months as I was so busy working on projects around it all and yeah having a lot of of positive feedback and something to really focus on helped me a lot actually through through what was already a tricky time 
Great. And the story itself was shared so widely. I, I remember it going on your Facebook page. Uh, how widely did it get shared in the end? Uh, I, it's hard to say now because uh, it was shared on so many different on so many different platforms. Um, it was shared as in video format of animations. It's been um, turned into a published book now. It's been circulated, like I said, around schools and via email. So I'm not sure, but it's it's in the hundreds of thousands of times that it's been shared. And like I said, literally across the globe. So <laughs> it, it it reached quite far. That's amazing. Absolutely mm. amazing. And I'm sure <laughs> through a lot of what was going on at the time for children who were trying to understand something that was very complex, very challenging, they would have a narrative that reached out to them uh, would have been hugely, hugely important for them. Definitely. Yeah, it was lovely to see. And like I said, I was getting so many messages from from schools, from professionals, from families saying that, you know, they had children who were very anxious and, and very confused who then were, you know, read this story and were then excited and, and feeling really positive about the fact that they were saving the world. They were stay home superheroes. They were fighting against this big problem, wanted to find a way to support children, to feel hopeful, to, to give them an explanation that would make sense and to, to empower them really in the face of, of the challenge that they were facing and of all the anxiety that was around at the time. So this story came out of your business, which is Sophie's Stories, which had actually been going for a couple of years previously. Um, mm -hmm. Why did you set up Sophie's Stories and what did you hope that it was going to do? So I set up Sophie's Stories because I loved writing, writing these stories, writing these therapeutic stories for children. But I knew that the vast majority of my colleagues and people I spoke to who also loved using stories, hated writing them themselves, found it really challenging. Um, it wasn't something that they enjoyed, wasn't something they had time for, wasn't something they felt they could do. And I knew the power of having a story written for a specific child and a specific issue. And so I decided that I could use my skills to, to do this on behalf of other therapists, that they could have stories written to, to support their individual children with whatever it was they were going through that were personalised, bespoke for that child and that issue. And yeah, so to, to support other professionals, really, to support kids. When you set up Sophie's Stories, were there any worries or anxieties? Did you think that it was going to take off in the way that it has done? Because I know that you've wrote stories that mm. have been aimed at supporting young people through other different challenging circumstances on, on once again, that global scale. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, no, when I started Sophie's Stories, I was I was very tentative. I was very nervous about it. I had no idea if it would work. Um, it has been for, I said it about two years ago, and ever since then, it's been quite a small side of what I do. It has been um, almost a hobby, I'd say. I ha it hasn't been a big part of my, my business. It's been a huge part of what I love and what I enjoy, but um, a, a real side hustle, if you like. <laughs> Um, and it's only got bigger recently since my um, my reach has got that that much that much further and people have sort of started discovering what it is that I do. And yeah, like you said, since then, I've, I've had some amazing opportunities. I, I collaborated recently with a play therapist in Beirut after the explosion there. And we created a story together to help children to process the, the trauma that they experienced in Lebanon. So there's. Yeah, there's, it's opened up opportunities for me globally now to work with other professionals across the world and, and to support using using story, which is amazing. And it's 
also led me on to creating a course and starting to support other professionals to create their own stories and to learn how to write stories like I do, which has been an amazing new new venture for me. That sounds great. Tell us a little bit more about the Sophie Stories course and what that hopes to achieve. Of course. So, like I said, I, I started getting lots of messages from people after I wrote the Stay Home Superheroes, started speaking to lots more therapists and professionals, especially who were really grateful for what I'd done, which was amazing. But I was noticing more and more that people were were saying things like, you know, I wish I could write like that, or, you know, I, I, I wish I could create stories like you do. I'm rubbish. I can't write things like that. And actually a lot of the time being very self-deprecating and talking about how much they love using therapeutic stories, but also how they really didn't believe that, that they could do it. And almost like I had some sort of, um, special, you know, magical talent, if you like, and I'm not being, you know, self-deprecating myself saying that that I, I know that um I do have a talent and a skill but I think I I realized and I believed that actually it wasn't something that was only for me or only for a select few that actually anyone with the right support and the right framework could learn to write stories in this way in their own voice their own style but that if people wanted to that that they could create their own stories and so I really wanted to find a way to to teach it and to show other people that actually if they want to, if this is something that they're interested in, that they can find a way to tap into their creativity and to their skill set and, and write their own stories to support children as well. So I decided to, yeah, to launch a course and to create something to teach others the, the steps I go through when I write my own stories so that they can do it themselves as well. And when you're talking about these, uh, the Sophie Stories uh, course um, and the people that have been on it so far, what's the feedback been like? What's the reception that it's had from those who've participated? It's been really, really wonderful. It's uh, often people start the course really nervous, really apprehensive. They're sort of taking a bit of a leap of faith, but often don't really believe that they're going to be able to write a story by the end of it. And I, I've run the course, I think, three or four times now and every time people uh, finish the course they have written a really beautiful therapeutic story so I feel really confident that people are going to do it but they're often very nervous so yeah for, for me the biggest thing or one of the biggest things is actually that that shift in confidence seeing people go from feeling so apprehensive and so full of self-doubt to actually at the end realizing that they have this skill and this ability that they didn't even know existed before that they took the course so, yeah, people's feedback has been really lovely. It's been really nice. The course is quite um, intimate in a way. I get to know everybody. And so I get to see them on their journey from often having very little or no experience with writing to learning to write their own story, to sharing it with the child, to getting that feedback for how it's helped that child. And, yeah, that they're, they're excited and empowered that they can go forward and, and write even more, which is amazing. So you launched the Sophie Stories course during the pandemic, which is obviously a challenging time to be launching anything. How have you found that? How have you overcome those kind of challenges of people being kind of stuck in at home or not being able to connect with people face to face and doing a lot of online delivery? Um, yeah, could you just tell us a little bit more about how you've gone about launching it during such a challenging time? 
yeah so that was a big consideration for me I was I was very nervous to to launch it I'd, I'd never done anything like this before so in lots of ways it was it was new and daunting for me to begin but like you said yeah during a pandemic there were extra things to consider and I was I was quite concerned in a way um, I knew a lot of therapists had lost their work uh, weren't able to to work and see children that they normally would be so there was a real consideration that actually perhaps this would not be the right time for people to access training because financially they wouldn't be in a position to be able to to do that but then equally on the other side I knew people were at home people were desperate to find ways to connect with the children that they care about the children that they're working with and so there was a positive on that side as well in some ways that people had more time to be able to to invest in training if they were in that position and yeah, again, delivery online, it was it was trying to find the best way to do that. For me, it felt really important to connect with people. And because it is such a, it's a, it's a journey, I say it's, you know, like I said, these people are going from feeling often quite, quite nervous and having little to no experience of writing to writing their, their own children's stories. So it's quite an in-depth process. And to do that online is challenging. I wanted it to feel... Um, like people still have that connection with me and with one another so I really wanted to try and sort of create a community and find a way to do that which I think I have managed um so yeah it was just trying to be creative really and and how I approached it to to make it work was there any stories from potentially negative stories from your past that have played around in your mind when you're setting up was there anything that you were concerned about uh did any of those things come to fruition or have you actually found it to be quite a smooth process? Yeah, like I said, I, I was really anxious before I actually got started. Um, I was initially, when I had the idea, I was quite excited about it. But initially I was I was thinking, I don't know if I'm going to be able to teach it. It was, for me, story writing is a very sort of intuitive process and something that I've I've done for a long time. So I, was, I wasn't sure how I could actually teach something that to me felt very, very natural and intuitive. So initially I was worried that I'd, you know, whether it would even be possible to teach and once I found out that no there were steps that I could I could go through and I could create a course from it I was then uh, worried that that wouldn't work <laughs> and that maybe it works for me but it wouldn't make sense to others um, but then I kind of I did a test group with some colleagues and found that actually it worked really well for them so that I kind of able to overcome that and then I was definitely worried about uh, launching it that no one would sign up or that people would sign up but that it wouldn't be good enough it wouldn't work it, it wouldn't sort of achieve what I wanted it to so I definitely had to battle through quite a lot of nerves and um, imposter syndrome actually I'd say was a big thing as well like I said I'd never done anything like this before and um, feeling like wasn't qualified or you know what what gave me the right to, to create a course um, on this but yeah challenging there's some interesting parts of that where your experience with the success of kind of Sophie stories and the training course and engage people in such a new and innovative way with something that probably most people haven't even attempted or even thought about trying but now it's having a really mm. positive impact um was there any resources that you had did you have any friends colleagues advice from anyone else uh when you were setting up your program yeah definitely so I was really lucky actually not long um after the stay home superheroes story had had sort of gone gone global I was approached by um a woman called Sophia who's a, a therapist and she's created a business around supporting 
other therapists and entrepreneurs to to build their businesses in a very authentic and heart-centered way and so her and I talked she wanted to feature my story on her podcast and we were talking and I joined her uh, almost like a coaching group and really learned from her and from the community that she's built um, how to sort of move forward how to create a course how to create a mailing list so many things that were brand new to me that I had no idea you know how to do and so yeah her her support was really invaluable and then from like I said from my colleagues as well I ran like a beta testing group uh, with with some colleagues before I launched the course sort of publicly and their feedback was really invaluable really helpful Has 2020 transformed how your organisation provides meaningful development opportunities? Is your organisation re-evaluating its training needs? Are they looking for dynamic ways to engage with their employees? Cerebration is your partner in producing quality learning solutions. We have accredited expertise in designing and delivering both in-person and virtual training, as well as skilled e-learning developers and established facilitators. Our Herman Certified Practitioners are able to provide you with whole brain thinking services that enable your organisation to manage change, establish inclusive workplace practices, respond to new challenges, develop leadership, unlock potential and empower teams to self-generate solutions to problems. Find out more about how we can help your organisation by visiting our website at cerebration.space. Who was the kind of person that you needed to be in order to take action setting up the course? I think I had to to really build in in confidence. So that was a big thing for me to to find my brand almost, to find who I was as as a professional and to believe in myself as a professional. So for me again a challenge was finding that that balance between being authentic and real and conversational and someone that people could easily connect to um but also remaining professional so I really wanted to kind of get that balance between people trusting me as an expert in this field but also not finding me intimidating or um seeing putting me on on a pedestal almost as an expert and actually being creating something that felt quite safe and conversational and supportive and yeah being able to be myself within it so kind of creating that person or allowing that person to kind of come out so yeah it was a lot about confidence actually and believing in myself that there was a very interesting aspect of that where it sounds like a lot of the experience you were going through is also what the participants who were starting on the course were also going through do you think that you potentially learned how to support them through going through that yourself yeah, that's really interesting, actually. Yeah, I think I went through a similar journey to be able to launch the course. You're right. Um, in, in terms of, yeah, learning to, to trust myself as a trainer in the same way that I teach um, the participants to trust themselves as storytellers and as, as creative professionals. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely that's a really good point. And I think that's something that I emphasize on the course and something that that participants say a lot and the feedback I get a lot is that actually it's the the support and the encouragement that I give that makes the difference and that the it's the sort of the supportive community and my kind of cheerleading almost that I think really does help people and makes the difference between you know going on a course and just learning you know here's the structure here's how you write a a story that that helps kids 
uh, the beginning, middle and end. These are the tools that you can use. This is what it looks like. Off you go, which is, you know, in my experience, how how it has been taught previously on some courses. And actually what I do is add in a very sort of supportive element and sort of work on almost coaching that that confidence and that self-belief we do. Um, uh, the first step actually is all about mindset and confidence and cultivating creativity and really focusing in on how we talk to ourselves and, and what we believe about our creative ability. And yeah, I think it's that that makes the difference. And that's the bit that actually participants really do love and that's probably the part that feels the most the most me really the most authentic as well that I get to be that really supportive kind of yeah cheerleader figure like I say (laughs) and now you've been you've run through four different cohorts of the course now is that right Mm, yeah uh this is the third official one so I did a test group initially and with my colleagues but yeah this is the third sort of public round how does it feel how do you uh look back on what you've achieved now with both the Sophie stories and your story writing course now you kind of have a little bit of time to reflect on it and the amount that it's moved forward in such a short space of time yeah it's been a real whirlwind and actually I haven't had that much time to reflect I've been going from one thing to the next but yeah life does look incredibly different now and my business looks incredibly different but I feel really really grateful actually that I'm getting to do this work and that I was kind of brave enough to think no I'm gonna do it I'm gonna try and yeah if I hadn't have hadn't have done that I wouldn't be where I am and I wouldn't have um, had the opportunity to meet the people I've met and to support them to build these skills and like you said you know there's nearly we're up to I think 60 something participants now who are out there sharing and writing their own stories and so that ripple effect of those children who are accessing that support in this way is is going out further and further which is really amazing so yeah it's it's quite quite powerful actually to look back and see see how different things are and see how different I am like I said that I've, I've grown in confidence in that way and I'm able to to be building a business that I I really love and that feels feels really right for me is there anything that you feel that you've really learned from it or has taken you to that next level of where you wanted to be I think there's a uh, there's a saying we use in in play therapy a lot actually which is trust the process <laughs> and uh, I've, I've been leaning on that a lot actually and like you said it, it's been a really authentic experience which which has been brilliant and when I when I shared the stay home superheroes and things started moving forward with that everything I did and I was spending you know day and night working on on this in different ways and promoting it and sharing it you know far and wide and I did everything for free and we created the the book um, and then any profit that we did make when we when we started selling the book on Amazon all the profits from that are going to charity to provide play therapy so I wasn't making any money whatsoever from from this process and I had people around me at the time some people saying you know you need to start you know putting your business head on and you need to find a way to profit from this and it didn't feel right to me at the time I thought that's that's not what this is about this is about helping as many people as possible not about me you know growing my business or or creating a profit from it and I just had to trust at the time that actually there would there would come a time where I would be able to build my business from it but that that would become clear and yeah that that was what happened I think through the through the course idea coming to me and through me starting this was that 
you know, this was the way for me to, to start building my business in a different way, actually, trusting how things unfold and following the opportunities that come up, the things that feel right and, and trusting your gut with actually with how to do that, that you don't need to, you know, change and become a sort of hard business person that you can, you can build a business authentically in a way that feels good. And, and that is really important to me. It sounds like there's some great nuggets of advice in there. What advice would you give to people who are facing similar circumstances of potentially setting up their own business or wanting to be able to do something that's different and new um, to be able to kind of go ahead and follow their passion? I think one of the biggest things for me, and again, another little mantra for me this year has been to be brave. And, you know, if you have an idea that comes to you that feels right and, that you know, your, your gut, your intuition is telling you this is the right thing to just go for it. I think I said earlier, I can be a bit of a perfectionist and I was, I was quite nervous. I could have let that hold me back. And I think actually just going for it and saying, I don't know if this is going to work, but it's important. So I'm going to try and actually just taking those steps and, and, and going for it. Yeah. Being brave and, and breaking it down. Like it, it for me, when I first thought of, of teaching um, therapeutic story writing, that felt very far away this end goal of teaching others to to create therapeutic stories felt like a really really big lofty goal and I wasn't sure how to get there but I just broke it down and thought okay what's what's the step in the right direction what's the first thing I need to do you know can I have a conversation can I start mind mapping something out can I you know research how to how to host a course online or or whatever it is and actually just breaking it down and taking it one step at a time and and not letting your sort of inner critic get in the way and just being brave and and going for it. I think that inner critic gets in a lot of people's way. When I talk about it, I always call it the enemy within. Why is it important that others take action to follow those pursuits that they're passionate about, particularly when it's something as meaningful as like what you've done? Why is it important that people follow those things through to be able to make it into reality? I think it's hugely important. I mean, I think... The thing that I look back on is at the very beginning when I wrote The Stay Home Superheroes, I nearly didn't write that story. So I had this idea for The Stay Home Superheroes and then I saw online that a couple um, people had already shared some some therapeutic stories, some tools um, that to me looked quite good. And I thought, oh, I don't know if it's worth me doing it. Maybe I'll just, you know, I can share these resources that someone else has created. And yeah, that inner critic, that inner doubt sort of crept in. I thought, you know, maybe maybe I don't need to maybe mine's not mine's not good enough almost and then I thought no this is important I I want to do it for my clients and I want to do it in a a particular way and I want to focus on the emotion rather than the the sort of practical guide that I was seeing um in terms of you know what is coronavirus and and what is the, the lockdown and things like that so had I kind of listened to that inner critic perhaps or had I had I not done that so many kids wouldn't have had that experience and so many children potentially would still be feeling anxious and scared and worried parents and teachers would be sort of at a loss of how to how to explain and this huge impact that I had would never have never have happened and that was just a a decision I made to be brave and to do it and yeah kind of reflecting that if I hadn't have done that people would have missed out and I think that's the thing we all have such unique skills and talents and uh, opportunities to share that and when we don't 
we're we're cheating people out of something that could be really helpful for them I think you know it's we all have different gifts and skills and it's almost like our duty to share those because we can all make a difference and we can all do that in a very individual way that is going to resonate with different people and again like I said something that holds me back sometimes I know holds others back is that we think oh other people are doing it other people are doing it already you know that's a saturated market or, or whatever you know who am I to to do this too but like we've all got such individual experiences we've all got an individual voice an individual way of sharing our our knowledge and and our skills support whatever it might be and it's going to resonate with different people so actually yeah when we are able to to step forward and say yes I'm going to do it we're 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 helping others and if we don't do that then we're we're stopping others from, from getting access to that so yeah I think it's it's hugely important I remember at the time of it being posted, the initial headline on it had something like, this is just the first draft. I'll probably work <laughs> on it and redo it afterwards. And by the time you got back to it, uh, the story had been shared thousands and thousands of times. Mm, exactly. And that's, yeah, I, I remember that. Actually. I think I said, you know, this is far from perfect. I felt like I'd really rushed it. I felt like, um, yeah, normally I would spend a lot more time going over a story and editing it and making sure, you know, that it was, that it was just right, really. And I thought, no, I don't have time for that. You know, children need to access this story ASAP. Schools are closing on Friday. And I think it was Wednesday, maybe, that I, that I shared it Wednesday evening. And so I didn't have the opportunity to, you know, to reflect and edit and, and let my perfectionistic self run riot. So, yeah, I just posted it as it was. And, you know, thank God I did, because that has had a really positive impact on, on so many. And, yeah, definitely a lesson to, to just go for it. and. Um, what will be will be so if somebody is interested in either getting a therapeutic story written or being able to join the Sophie stories course what do they need to do to get involved so best thing to do is to find me on I'm on all social media so I'm Sophie stories one on uh, Facebook and Instagram there's also my website which is www.sophiestories.co.uk and people can also email me if they want to at info at sophiestories.co.uk. I'm always happy to, to chat to people who want to know more, who want to learn. Um, yeah, anyone who wants to know more about the course, feel free to get in touch through any of those channels. Thank you so much for your time, Sophie, and for sharing that story and for sharing Sophie stories and the Stay Home Superheroes, all of which have had <laughs> a, a great impact. So thank you so much for your time and for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really lovely to chat to you. Thanks for listening to Celebration with Jamie Brett. If you like our show and want to hear more, check out our podcast channel at anchor.fm forward slash celebration. If you are interested in the work Celebration does, visit our website at celebration.space and please leave us a review on wherever you get your podcast from.